Hello and welcome back to Planets and Problems, the astrology podcast by two girls that are not astrologists. I'm Aisha. I'm Talia. I'm a Virgo. I'm a Sagittarius. Nailed it. Nailed it. So like next time we see a bit more like oh. energy, yeah. No, that is actually so true. We do. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm good. What do you have to tell me? So, one thing that I've been looking at this week, obviously, we look at astrology shit for the podcast. So, I came across a TikTok that was talking about how when you're a child, you are your moon sign and you grow up into becoming your rising sign. Like, when you develop as a person, as you get older and you do self-development and stuff, you actually become your rising sign right and obviously overall you use sun sign as well that's that'll be that's just like a constant thing like there's no escape and that's obviously some people have like their like deeply rooted traits that are like you can't change yeah okay and i thought that relates to me so much because my first of all my moon sign is a capricorn and Capricorns, you know, detached, not very emo- many emotions, etc. Well, that's just the stereotype, which was definitely me as a child. First of all, I didn't like playing with the children. I hated it. Mm-hmm. I didn't understand why they played. I was like, can we do something serious and actually have a conversation about <laughs> something practical? Why are we playing horsey? <laughs> so that was, that was the Capricorn vibe for me as a child. And then also just emotionally, like I, I wasn't very emotional as well so that makes sense and then in terms of growing up into becoming a leo i don't think i'm there yet but i try and like reject my leo traits i'll be like oh i don't don't like leos they want to be the center of attention they're they're like overly confident they're always talking they're so sociable Mm -hmm. and i literally reject that part of me and I always make out that I'm this person that like, oh, I don't want anyone to see me. I don't want anyone to like. I'm this cool girl. Not yeah, like I don't want. I want to live the low life. <laughs> yeah. But then if I wanted to live the low life, why am I starting a podcast? Yeah, and TikTok. Yeah, why am I putting myself out there? So I think deep down, I actually want the. Um, I want the attention. I want to be that Leo, but I've just not got the confidence to do it. And it showed me in a meditation that I did, which was a visualization meditation where basically, to cut a long story short, you visualize the person that you are in the future. So you pick an age and you, what do they look like? And you have a conversation with them. And she was Leo all over. Right. The person that I was visualizing Head the future Head to toe dripping in Leo. Even the hair, she even had the mane. For fuck's sake. She even had the lion she mane. <laughs> as soon as I saw her, she went, Rah! Um Yeah, she had like this big long hair, curly mane. Yeah. Oh. And yeah, so I think that that's made me realise that I need to work on my confidence and actually accept who I really am rather than fighting it because Mm -hmm. as long as you're there's when you're trying to manifest stuff when you're trying to create your dream life you're always going to have obstacles in the way and sometimes you might find that you're trying to manifest something and it just doesn't happen and that's when you have to have to start to look at like how are you stopping yourself from getting there yeah and by me 
not feeling 100% confident and rejecting the Leo side of me could actually be blocking the success that I am trying to manifest. Yeah, 100%. So... I feel like so many people will struggle with that. Like, say, for example, say like, you want to start your own business, you keep starting it, but then it fails and then you start again and like, you can never keep consistent at it. But you're manifesting it, you're like, oh, why is it not working? It's like, because you keep stopping, yeah. you're not consistent. And then you have to look at why am I not consistent? Yeah. What is the, what are the, what are the mental blockages? Yeah. So, but what are your thoughts on that? So, my rising sign is Sagittarius. Yeah. Sun sign Sagittarius, double Sag. And then my moon sign is Gemini. So that's the one that you wore as like a child. Yeah. I'd say that I was definitely more like a Gemini child. Yeah, I Because was. Geminis are like, you know, the, it's the hardest sign to understand. And I feel like I was quite a complicated child. Like yeah. people didn't really get me. Mm -hmm. I don't think I completely understood myself. So yeah, I completely, like that is just like clearing like so much, like it make, it's making so much sense to me to hear that and yeah I'd love to be like a fully fledged Sagittarius by the time I'm fully developed well do you know how you become the fully fledged Sagittarius what to tap into my Gemini confused child self no right well in a way as we were talking about in the other episode about like your anxiety about not being and you were saying like well who would I be if you know, I didn't have anxiety and I was this fully adventurous Sagittarius, like what would my life be like? Mm. Well, that's what you need to work on. Yeah. That's what you need that's to actually, yeah. yeah, that's your blockage. And that is what will, that's what you'll become. So that's how you become the, the fully fledged Sagittarius right. is by working on, on that. Right. Yeah. Okay. Very interesting. Isn't it? it is really interesting. Like, definitely have a think about that one, guys at home. Yeah. <laughs> like, we've got a studio audio. <laughs> what have you right. got for me? What I've got for you, I've just received a text from my boyfriend of his birth time. Oh, that's exciting. It's so exciting. So, I'm just going to pause this, type in all the details, and work out what his rising sign is. Yay. Oh, you're going to have to make me guess. I haven't looked yet. So I want to try and have a guess as well. Okay. From when I first met him. So we know he he's an Aquarius sun. Yeah. And he's a Aries moon. So I like throw in some more like traits about it. Well, yeah. when I first met him, so your eyes inside is like like part of your first yeah, impression. Yeah. When I first met him, I thought he was up his own arse. Okay. No, actually, when I very first met him, because a bit of background about our relationship, we met as children, but we didn't go to the same school, so we just kind of like saw each other, he'd walk his dog and I'd see him a bit, and then we didn't go to the same school, so we didn't see each other for a long time, and then we just reconnected on Instagram one day, like 10 years later. He slid into the DMs. Yeah. So, when I first met him as a child, he was really shy. Oh. Super shy to the point that, like, I... It got to the point where I thought he, he must hate me because he didn't speak. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I never used to bother him. Otherwise, we could have been together for like 20 years now. Gosh. <laughs> um, so, yeah, he was super shy as a kid. And then when, I, when we reconnected and we met up for the first time as teenagers, he, I just thought he was like up his own arse, um, really confident and like chatty. 
What else? Just like a bit insecure as well. Confident but insecure. <laughs> oh, now I've got two. Right, okay, I've go got on. Two. So But he isn't actually like it, that. Like, right. When you get to know him. Forget what you've just said about him. Because obviously I yeah, met him. Like, I met him. You've met I've him. had my own experience of meeting him for the first time. Mm. When was that? Oh, I can't remember. I think it would have just been at Mum's house. Yeah, probably. Like he'd have just been he's come over to see you. Like it wasn't like an official you meet like, him for the yeah, first time. Like, yeah. It was like he just he was there and I've I've come over or whatever. But I think meeting him for the first time, I would say Leo. I was gonna say Leo. Very, very chatty. Have you you've not looked? No, I've not looked yet. But then how you've just described him, I think he might be a Gemini. Really? Rising. Yeah. So About you're you're saying Leo. I'm thinking Leo. What? <laughs> Don't it, tell me he's a cap. It's not Capricorn. That probably would have been my second guess. He's a Sagittarius, right? Yeah. That is very interesting. That is like a me shivers. I don't know. How does that make you feel? What do you think of that? That's crazy. I could cry. I feel like I've just bit got through to the X Factor or something. <laughs> Final stage. But what No wonder I stuck it out. <laughs> Cause I didn't like on first date it was fine, but like my very first impression of him, I was like, who does this guy think he is? So, does that make sense though to you, him being a Sagittarius rising at all? Not particularly, maybe I've thought about it a bit more, but instantly not really, but then like, I think when you do first meet him, he's quite like chatty and bubbly, yeah. and like a good vibes to be around, yeah. like, no one ever moans about him being around, it's not like, oh Mitchell's coming for God's sake, yeah. you know, because there's good vibes. I think it could relate to what we were literally just talking about, like, where so you grow into your rising sign. Yeah. Because that would make sense as well in terms of like, you've said like obviously he's moved to Sheffield and is like come out of his shell a bit more, yeah. like wants to go out and do stuff more. So it's like maybe as he gets older he's going to become like even more adventurous. adventurous. Yeah. So you'll be doing that together mate. I know. And he's like, Aries Moon was who he was as a kid. He could have all this like built up anger. I don't know. I he had this temper, I'll tell you that for sure. Oh god. Probably even worse when he was a kid. I wasn't expecting that. I really wasn't, but I'm happy to hear it. We always love a Sag placement. Yeah. I'm saying that I've got no Sagittarius in my chart. Not what? Not one. There's no Sagittarius in my chart. No Gemini either. No Aries. Because, like, I'd say you're a fiery person. Yeah, but I'm a Leo rising. Yeah, that must just make up for it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's so like, their planet's the sun, yeah. so yeah. Um, that makes up for all of it. Speaking of the sun, you've got a little glow on you. Oh gosh. <laughs> um, yeah, okay. Well, that's my update. Well, I want to see the rest of the chart now, mate. Now I've got it. Oh, that we're doing this. <laughs> oh, my, oh, my boyfriend. <laughs> so it's at 17 degrees. Yeah. Which is like ish. Like, that's quite a bit. The second house is at 29 degrees Capricorn. 
Okay. I don't know what's up in the second house. It, I want to. I want to know where his Mars is and his Venus. Sure. Right. Mars, Pisces. Okay. So that's like the sex planet action. Physical. And then love, Venus, um, Capricorn. Interesting. What the hell does that mean? What if your Capricorn's in Venus? Surely that's not good. <laughs> we never like to see a Capricorn placement. <laughs> right. I've got a lot of Capricorn placements. That's missing out on my Sagittarius placements on Capricorn. Um, Is Lithin and Pluto are in Sagittarius? No idea what they're about. Like I said, we're not professionals. Um, He's got some more Aquarius and Saturn and Uranus. No, not in not in Saturn. Um, in Uranus and Neptune. Where's his Saturn? Saturn is in Taurus, but not at a high degree. Okay. Interesting. I want to know what the Venus in Capricorn means. Um. His Aries moon is only two degrees. Which mm. is nothing. I don't really fully understand the degrees, to be fair. No. Um, Pisces Mars is interesting. I'm sure my Mars is like a quite like his sun sign. Right. This is interesting. Oh, no, Venus in Capricorn. People will try and win your heart by displaying self-control and responsible behaviour. Well, that's what he's doing. Yeah. Oh. I would say he is ridiculously responsible, yeah. especially with you. Yeah, he's really, well, that fall that we had the other night, well, the other week when we went out, that wasn't particularly responsible. Mate, the fall was you, you fell. Well, why'd he go down with me? Because the way that you fell, the video that you showed me, the, what do you call it, they basically reenacted the fall <laughs> and sent it to me because I just didn't understand how they fell. Look like you dragged him down. Right. He didn't have much much choice in that. Okay. He would go in. But he is responsible in terms of like where he wants his life to go. Yeah. Um it says every romantic gesture is deeply thought out by Venus in Capricorn, making them incredible incredible providers. That's a whole lot better than like what I thought it was gonna be for Cap Venus Capricorn, especially in the bedroom. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, extremely was. thoughtful in all kinds of relationships and rarely enter anything lightly. So that is pretty. Yeah, that sounds pretty right. interesting and sounds pretty accurate to me. So my Mercury is in Sagittarius, which is communication. Yeah. Um, being a Scorpio, I don't even want to know. I don't want to know. <laughs> well, that means that you are pretty, even though like Sagittarius can be like nonchalant in a way, you are quite like, you do have that like loving, intense, romantic side to you yeah. with your Venus in, in Scorpio. So it might not be something that like people will be able to see or tell from you by just like looking at you or talking to you. But when you're actually in a relationship, with somebody you do have that romantic side to you and you right. always like want that romantic side yeah i wonder if the sagittarius placements for you two is what like 
actually draws and drives part of your relationship i think so and I, and my mars is his sun sign so aquarius mars so yeah i think we are just compatible with like within our chart yeah interesting i love doing that shall we move on can't to... wait to do it for you one day <laughs> shall we move on to our affirmation but it's not actually an affirmation it's just a reminder <laughs> right <laughs> Just remember, <laughs> you're off camera, mate. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. Can't deal. Right. Right. So, this is just a reminder. If it were impossible, you would have never have had the vision. So, this is when you're looking and you've got self-doubt and you're looking into the future and things that you want. And I always talk about creating your dream life. Don't ever think something's impossible or unachievable because you wouldn't have been able to visualise something that's impossible because the types of things, like, if you just go into, like, science and sometimes you'll read something to do with science or astro astronomy, it's like, for example, about black holes and our brains can't even fathom what these things mean or, like, the idea of the multiverse and all thousands of dimensions yeah. millions of damage our brains can't actually fathom it so you've got to remember like if your brain can make sense of it and your brain can visualize it then it could how could it ever be impossible it must be possible so that is just a reminder just to keep going with your dreams oh yeah it wasn't a horrible reminder yeah it was nice cool if you can dream it you can do it Walt yeah disney yeah should we go on to our questions? Yeah. Right, I'll read the first okay. one. I'm not dating anyone at the moment. I'm a Pisces. And the reason why is because I have trust issues. And my soulmate, my friend, is moving two hours away. And I'm scared to love anyone as much as I did with her. Because I know it will hurt so much. What? How does it hurt to love? Is that like, I don't... They've got trust issues. Oh, right, so they've got trust issues because they're yeah. like, oh, if I love somebody else, they could just leave me as well. Apparently, Pisces get trust issues when, obviously, if something's happened, they find it really hard to, like, get over the thing that's happened. So that's why the trust issues are still inside them. And the trust issues could last for, like, years and years. Mm -hmm. And it's not something that they get over because they find it hard to get over things. Yeah, I think that's right. So I think this person needs advice on how to actually get over their trust issues. Um, <laughs> have you got any advice? It's a difficult one because I definitely have trust issues. Right. I don't even know if I trust anyone really. There's very few people that I do trust. Mm -hmm. So I think probably the first piece of advice is be selective with who you trust. So rather than thinking, oh, I don't trust anyone, and rather than affirming to yourself, I have trust issues constantly, you need to be thinking, who can I trust? What type of person can I trust? And 
to trust someone like what would make me feel safe to trust someone like what does someone need to do how does someone need to act for me to actually feel safe and you know I always tell everyone to journal get your notepad out <laughs> write your list <laughs> write your list write your list of that you know like, what can I do what can someone do to make me feel safe and then you might realize that there is someone in your life that ticks those things off but you're yeah. just not allowing yourself to trust them yeah sort out your boundaries Pisces and their red flags it's like they're fucking colorblind so you think they're drawn to like these types of people it's that not they can't even trust. that they might meet someone and they might be showing them all these signs of i'm not a person you should fucking trust yeah but they just try and see past it yeah and then something happens and then they've got then they've got trust issues because mm -hmm. they've, they've, they've ignored the red flags yeah basically what i'm saying is me, when you meet somebody just try and consider that you, you almost need to decide in your head is this person trustworthy like in the back of your mind just be like right what are my boundaries like just, if there's something that you think not so sure about that flag it straight away don't just think we'll see how it pans out yeah basically what i'm saying is just be careful who you're letting yeah because yeah you just need you only want to trust a few people but you do want to have those people that you do trust yeah you know even if it is just one or two people because you need to be able to tell people things you need to be able to talk yeah to there's definitely people out there that you can trust yeah don't push away so people that you know are trustworthy as well i would do the the journal work and then obviously as tali's just said make sure you look out for them red flags yeah and there you go i'm a leo dating a capricorn i know don't roll your eyes <laughs> immediately you know there's a problem there i love him and we have so so much in common he is amazing but when he's going through something he really shuts down and pushes me away we've been dating for like seven months he's always supportive and hears me out when i have a problem he just isn't open when he's going through something and i feel stuck as of what to do okay leo and capricorn that is an interesting combination yeah how does that work what do you mean how does that work they're just opposites do you think no not opposites but like it's just like two different categories of people like it's like the parallel to each other and they're never gonna but meet. then sometimes what you don't have inside you is what you're attracted to so no you know the capricorn might be attracted to the leo's self-confidence and ability to have fun because the capricorn <laughs> doesn't <laughs> have it oh. That's what a strange combo but right aside from that they're getting on they are compatible they're, are they're they you're in love right are they are they actually getting on because it sounds like they've got a few no, issues no there's not this this is workable we can work with this I don't know. Yeah. I fact, well, they love them so much. They're amazing. Yeah. But okay. like, um, he's really supportive and like listens to her and wants to help with problems. But the only thing is, and you know, a lot of Capricorns will be able to relate to this. When they're going through something, they shut down. They struggle to talk about it. They just suffer in silence. That's the only issue they've got here. Yeah. They're trying to make out like it's something that is unmendable. Okay. No, it's not unmendable. You're right. I think that what you could do is 
you need to find a way to get the Capricorn to understand that you're there for them and make them feel safe in opening up. So it's so for example, you want to understand what's important to them. So for example, stereotypically, career is important to a Capricorn. You want to make sure that it's clear that you understand the importance of the career to the Capricorn and why it's important to them. And you don't want to push them to open up. You want, you don't want to push them to open up. You want to make, create a place where they can open up. So you want to be like a little bit manipulative and start oh, right. asking, asking these questions like, um, so, you know, if, if you were feeling like this, what would you do or what makes you feel like this what makes you feel anxious or what what makes you feel stressed so rather than would saying they just shut down at that question and no real answer potentially i remember asking a capricorn once whether um how they were i could tell that they were going through something and we were with someone else as well. We were in the presence of a Leo as well. <laughs> and the three of us are stood there and I am saying, you know, how is everyone to try and get the Capricorn to, you know, mention that they've been depressed for the last six weeks <laughs> and why? And they went, the Leo told me how they were, gave the detail of how they were, and the Capricorn said, I'm good. Full stop. <laughs> and then I'm like, trying to further the questions, well, how's life for everybody? But I think rather than, you don't want to nag the person to open up, I think it probably will be about saying like, oh, just just let you know, you know, if you're ever feeling stressed or anything like that, you can just talk to me, like, I'm happy for you to rant at me. Just making it clear that you are there, and yeah. making it regularly clear that you are there, but don't nag them to open up. Yeah. Just maybe say something like, you're super supportive whenever I'm down or low. Mm. Just know that I'm always here for you as well. If yeah. you ever want, or be like, oh, I've run at you all the time. You know, if you ever need to talk to me about yeah. something. Yeah, that's a good idea. But don't be like, what the fuck is wrong with you? <laughs> <laughs> Why are you like a rock? Why are you like an actual stone? In fact, there's less energy in you than a crystal. That is so offensive. Well, you just heard my story about the Capricorn. Like, where is it? Where is the Where is the emotion? And I was thinking Capricorns had no emotions, but they do. They just hide them. They just hide them. There'll be some sort of reasoning for that. Yeah. Obviously, Capricorns will have a thousand different reasons as to why they don't like to open up, but there'll be like some deeply rooted shit with the planets. Yeah. As to why Capricorns. I think it just life. doesn't come naturally to them. So, because obviously. Who likes opening up? Nobody. Like I don't. I don't know. Some people do. Do you think? I think so. Yeah. Because I, I think like you know how it feels to get something off your chest and to like. No, it feels good. Through. But trying being vulnerable in the first place isn't a nice feeling to try and oh, be, no. especially if you're not used to it. So it's almost like they just try and do everything else before they do that, and they somehow manage to just cope. 
by not opening up and then they just continue life coping by not opening up. I'm starting to feel for them now because maybe because they don't like to open up, maybe it's something to do with like expression. Yeah. Like they don't express like ex excitement for example, maybe that's why they're coming across boring as well because they don't like to express and put their emotions onto somebody else in any type of way, not just the negative ones. Capricorn's got some work to do basically. <laughs> Capricorn Libra. <laughs> <laughs> you know she would leave her last episode. <laughs> ah, Libras. Right. Yeah. We'll move on to the next one. I'm a Taurus female and he is a Sagittarius male. A lot of videos and things say it won't work, which is unfortunate because I think it will. I like that I have someone that shows me how to be more outgoing and worry less what others think. I am scared all the time that's, that I will mess something up though. What was that last bit again? That the scared all the time that they're gonna mess something up. And what was the bit about the Sarge? Oh, it was saying that um, I like that I have someone that shows me how to be more outgoing and worry less what others think. That's lovely. That is nice, isn't That's it? That's such a good thing for someone to bring out in you. Yeah. And I feel like Sagittarius can bring that out because I feel like it's not that they don't worry, but they can come across as quite carefree. Mm -hmm. So that can make you think like, oh, I want to be like that, especially yeah. if it's a partner. So I think that sounds really positive. I disagree. Like, I don't know what you're reading that says that you're not compatible. I just think you're different. And as long as you understand each other, that is absolutely fine. Because, mm -hmm. you know, the Taurus craves like stability, the, yeah. the earth sign. But the Sagittarius like wants to go on the night out, you know what I mean? And wants to be here, there and everywhere. But obviously by the sounds of it, you like that part of them. Mm -hmm. So you can actually do all that with them. And then sometimes you can just let them go out and you'll stay in and cook a dinner and go to sleep at 10 p.m. My only worry with, not only, but one of my worries with Sag and Taurus is the Taurus may feel like, what am I giving them? What am I providing for this Sag that yeah. seems to be so carefree, so happy without me? Uh, what am I What am I bringing to the table? Because, well, they're saying that they're worried they're going to mess something yeah. up. So, what you're bringing to the table, Taurus, is stability and structure. That is what you're bringing to the table. <laughs> Right. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but there's nothing wrong with that because, again, we're talk we've been talking about like opposites almost attracting. Well, if the Sagittarius is carefree and flighty all over the place, they might like that structure sometimes. Mm -hmm. They might want, you know, the person that said, right, this week we're going to have lasagna on Monday, yeah, mac and cheese good. on Tuesday, and steak on Wednesday. And they might like that part because sometimes, you know, you look for what you don't have. Mm -hmm. So I think that we don't say this very often, but this sounds really positive and I don't think you should worry. I think you should just enjoy your Sag. Oh my God, yeah. yeah. I feel like that's the first one we've had where we've just been like, don't worry, you're all good. Yeah. Live your life. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> Shall we move on to our our, our problem? Our planet our problem. Our planet problem. Jesus. Uh, 
Okay, what do I want? What do I want to ask you? Okay. <laughs> Have I already mentioned this? I don't know. So, there's a study that says that people that are into astrology are less intelligent and more narcissistic. My question to you is the reason that we all like astrology is because we're all just broken. Oh my god. Is that a question? Watching. Oh, is the reason? Yeah, is the reason why we like astrology is because we're less intelligent, more narcissistic, we're basically just needing that like, um, I don't even know, like reassurance. No, because like, it, intelligence, I'm going to just take that one straight out of it because I don't think you can measure intelligence based on an interest that someone you can't has. Measure, you can't measure intelligence full stop. <laughs> okay. You're literally like... In psychology, yeah. there is no measurement of intelligence. Yeah, there you go so then. Far. And you definitely can't, you definitely can't measure it on some what someone's interested in. Um, narcissistic, I don't think so. I can understand why people might think that, but when we're looking at astrology, we're not just looking at it for ourselves. No. We're looking at it about the other person. It definitely starts off that way though. Yeah, yeah definitely does but you don't then become obsessed with yourself no. you just become interested in how the different personality traits relate to the different star signs and how you're compatible with your friends family etc relationships so i don't think it makes you narcissistic i don't think it is narcissistic because i think narcissism is literally like a lack of the ability to really think about anyone else but yourself and see anything from someone else's point of view i don't think it it does that right but broken <laughs> i threw that one in there myself that had nothing to do with the study broken maybe because i think sometimes like when you're seeking um like acknowledgement and when you're seeking what's the word you're trying to seek Clarification. Va validation right. I think in your personality and the positives and negatives of your personality and someone else's I think sometimes that can come from a place of like of lack and um like a lack of confidence and maybe things that you've been through because you're looking but actually you can see it as more self-development Right. So rather than, you know, it just being broken people, I think it, it might actually be people that want to be the best versions of themselves. Of course I'm going to say that though. <laughs> this astrology podcast. We just don't want to be the best versions of ourselves. We're not we broken. Do. This is it. When I first started to look into astrology and the thing that got me interested the most is I wanted answers about myself. I wanted to know who I was. And the reason that I stuck at it was because... I like I related to it so much like when I read, yeah. first read about my sun sign I related to it so much and it was almost just like reassurance for me clar like clarity and like said self-development like like I want to know more I want to like yeah. how do I work my way up do you know what I mean yeah so yeah fuck that survey yeah fuck that survey definitely fuck that survey I do think that I do think I don't know it's a, it's a difficult one because the surveys like that will just like say things that just almost put astrology down and spirituality down 
Like, of course there's going to be a survey that's going to tell people that are interested in spirituality, for example, that, oh, you're all broken. Mm. Like, because they don't want you to use it to your power. It's like how they say, like, oh, don't tell men about astrology because they'll take it off us. Yeah. You know, don't let men learn how to do witchcraft because they will take it off us. And it's not like, oh, men is in the gender of men. It is, I guess, the idea of the people that are in control don't want the people at the bottom to actually have control. Yeah, any sort of control. What happened to like shrooms, LSD? Yeah, witchcraft in general. Yeah, like what we were talking in another episode that we did before that about how you know when people think of the word witch, like the first types of thoughts that come to the head are negative, and that's been instilled inside of us. Yeah, because they don't want us to use. Or tap into that power mm -hmm. so I just feel like there's gonna be a battle as more people become interested in spirituality and astrology and it is skyrocketing more than ever yeah and with the skyrocketing is gonna come the negativity as well mm -hmm. and the people that are gonna try and put you down for it and but then like how can you don't let anyone ever negate like your actual experiences that you've had because I can sit here and talk about me manifesting this, this and this, and someone would go, oh, that's just a coincidence, that's not true. But then if my experience was I wrote something down and then it happened, why does that, what is it, why does that matter? Mm. No one's to tell me that that's not true. Yeah, I don't let anyone so. try and tell you that anything is bullshit. Yeah. So, yeah. I think that brings us to the end of this week's episode, doesn't it? Yeah. Please email planetsandproblems at gmail.com to send us your questions. And don't forget to give us a five-star rating and review and subscribe to the YouTube channel as well. Is that everything? That is everything. Oh, God. Thanks, guys, for watching, listening. It means so much. That did, that did not sound genuine, mate. Do you know what? I feel like the more I try and sound genuine, the l l least, like, the the shitter it comes out yeah but i mean it it's just i can't be serious because i'm a silly sage <laughs> i genuinely it means more than you know <laughs> we need to look for some capricorn places in your jar mate i haven't got any thank you for watching listening and we'll see you next week see ya bye